Welcome to the Healthy Lifestyles Podcast, located here in Northwest Phoenix, Glendale, and Peoria. My name is Dr. Nick Hunter. I am a doctor of physical therapy, and I own and operate Preferred Physical Therapy, where we have helped hundreds of people aged 40 plus stay active and independent, live free from painkillers, and avoid surgery even if they've had pain for years. I have written over eight ebooks on how to treat common injuries and hosted numerous webinars, all in an effort to help educate the public on how to care for and maintain their bodies to live with joy, dignity, and without compromise. This podcast is intended to help you make better decisions about your health so you can find joy in the journey by bringing together top healthcare providers, fitness experts, and nutritionists in the area to give you the knowledge and confidence needed to make good health decisions. Thank you for joining us today. Welcome to the Healthy Lifestyles Podcast, located here in Northwest Phoenix, Glendale, and Peoria. My name is Nick Hunter. I'm a doctor of physical therapy, and I own and operate Preferred Physical Therapy, where we have helped hundreds of people, 40-plus, stay active and independent, live free from painkillers, and avoid surgery, even if they have had pain for years. Today, we're joined by two special guests, Sarah and Stephanie. Both these individuals have a lifelong passion and history with fitness and wellness, which is why we have brought them on the show today because as many people's routines have changed, many people's lifestyles are, have been interrupted or even disrupted, these two ladies have shown an exemplary passion for maintaining fitness levels, even in times of crisis, as well as busy schedules. So we're going to talk about some of those things, strategies on how to do so, why they're so passionate about health and fitness, and how they can help you as well. So Sarah comes to us. She has a, a long history of being active, uh, graduated magna cum laude from Lewis University, a degree in psychology and business, a running and fitness coach certified in prenatal, during pregnancy, and postnatal women's fitness. She currently coaches women in meeting their race goals, designing personalized training programs, and giving tons of encouragement. Your certifications include being a running coach, female running form coach, body back boot camp based class with circuit and round training, stroller strides, fit for baby workouts centered around fitness prenatal, during pregnancy, and postnatal. And you're a three sport athlete throughout your academic years. Uh, and now, as an adult, completed countless half marathon races, seven full marathons, most recently the Phoenix one, right? That was uh, not too long ago. How many months February. ago was that? Just in yeah. February. Excellent. So still very active with marathons. And you've turned your personal passion for fitness into a career, helping train others and teach them the therapeutic value of personal fitness and focusing on goals. Great. Sarah, nice to have you. And Stephanie, graduate from NAU, a bachelor's degree in business management, business marketing and communications a running and fitness coach for Fit for Mom with certifications, again, in prenatal and postnatal fitness for women, additional certifications in female running form, stroller strides, and fit for baby. You've been an athlete your whole life, starting at the age of five and up until the age of 18 as a competitive swimmer, and as a swimmer, qualified for state-level competitions in the Junior Olympics. Fantastic. I would love to talk about swimming. Swimming is one of those, I think, underappreciated or, or kind of unspoken exercises that is extremely exhausting, extremely effective, um, but we don't talk about it very much. And I'm, I'm, I don't know why exactly. Maybe we can, we can discuss that because it is, I mean, everyone's got a swimming pool. Maybe it's because lap pools are difficult and swimming in a lap pool versus swimming in a smaller pool are very two 
two distinct skills. Yep. So um, maybe we could talk a little bit about that today as well. Because I, I, when I was training for my half Ironman, I found in, in, in biking or running, easy to do 30 minutes, 45 minutes. I start swimming. And after about two minutes, I'm looking at my clock. I'm exhausted. I'm tired. I still have another 38 or so to go. But why am I so tired? Not the case with running or biking, but swimming would just. Yep. Wears you uh, out. Not easy. That full body cardiovascular exercise. And it's, yeah, it is so good. But yeah, we can get into that more. <laughs> Wonderful. Uh, you qualified for state all four years. This is in high school? Yeah. What high school did you go to? Desert Vista down in Ahwatukee. Awesome. As an adult, Stephanie, <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie leads a healthy, fit lifestyle and enjoys educating and sharing that love with others. She's trained and raced several half marathons, competed a Ragnar, completed a Ragnar relay race in 2018, and aside from running, enjoys functional cross training to supplement her running and keep her love of fitness going. I love that comment because variety is hugely important. If you're going to stick to any kind of fitness regimen, variety is immensely important and cannot be overlooked. And the more you do just one thing, the more prone you are to injury, but also boredom and then falling away from fitness because it does get too mundane. So one thing that we'll talk a lot about, especially in regards to running. So though you've been a lifelong athlete, you've seen your fair share of injuries and struggles from shoulder issues, low back pain, knee pain, diastasis recti from pregnancy to recovering from surgery. She never let any of these things hold you back. You got the medical attention that you needed and learned as much as you could through your own recoveries to share that knowledge with others. Fantastic. Anything about those introductions that I missed? Ladies, anything you want to add or, or correct maybe? No, add it. Good. Yeah, I'm ready to take a nap. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> A, a fantastic history. I mean, both of you guys very well qualified for this conversation because uh, not only do you uh, do you coach it and teach it, but you've done it. You walk the walk. So tell us, um, Sarah. We'll start with you. Why are you so passionate about fitness? Uh, you know, running, but specifically, uh, and you know, for moms, what, why? What makes you so passionate about it? Um, really, when you sum it all up, what it comes down to is the feeling of empowerment. Um, it gives you the opportunity to dive deep and really dig in and feel what you're about. And the moment that you're in it, the moment that you've accomplished it, you're just that much more proud. I've always been um, a big advocate for creating a community and making sure that we are encouraging to one another in our Chicks with Kicks Run Club group and that we all create like lifelong friendships out of it. So there's a lot of whys that go into it. Another why that is like really close to dear to my heart is it gives me the opportunity to stay healthy and be able to participate in the activities with my kids and all the sports that they are in. They're all very active and it gives me the opportunity to do that, but without any restrictions. Um, the time being able to be with family and just to be able to show them how much you can love something that is hard and really turn that into um, mental grit and strength and confidence that if I can do it, you can do it. Definitely. I think that's great. One of the things that I love that you brought up was the, the constraints that exist when you're not fit and healthy, your choices for activity, for enjoyment are constrained. You don't, they're not the same. And when you are conversely, when you are healthy and active, your opportunity to you know go for a random hike or you're planning to go see some scenery, weather is great, or you know, do whatever, your, your options are, are far more uh, open than they 
and if you're not. So I think that's a great point to bring up. Now, Stephanie, how about you? What makes you so passionate about fitness? I, I don't know. It's like part of me is like that's all I know because I started being active and competitive at such a young age. And, you know, as I got older and saw some family members have, um, you know, some different physical ailments that prevented them from keeping up with me as their grandchild or their relative or their friend or, you know, were suffering from various um, injuries and couldn't keep going. It just sort of reminded me, you know, if I listen to myself, if I keep myself active and healthy and, you know, I hope I won't see the same ailments that they did. And in turn, I can show my child what a healthy lifestyle, healthy balance of a lifestyle is so that that's something that she can carry over into her life. And, uh, you know, I think it, it kind of, that way it just comes full circle because the last thing I want to do, and like you mentioned, is given an opportunity to do something fun and active and I have to say no because I am just a naturally active person. I love being outside. I love you know, getting that heart rate going, you know, I, I, there are sometimes I feel when I'm getting a really good run in and my heart is pounding, like I, I love feeling that light in me. And that kind of also helps spark that competitive drive in me. But it also is trying to do it safely. You know, I've, I've my mom, for instance, she worked out so hard, she, you know, she would just injure herself and knock herself right back down. So again, it's like, you know, push yourself, and don't kill yourself, you know, right. so, you know, right. it's that too. It's remembering why you work out in the first place. It's, it's so that you're not sidelined in life yeah. and yep. remembering that constantly is a, a big thing. Right. I, right. And I, th I think that's a great point that you brought up too, because um, very often I've seen this with folks, uh, we, we call it taking sips from the fountain of youth. I get so many patients who will come in and say, if I would have known this 15 years ago or 20 years ago, they would have made these whatever lifestyle adjustments or changes. And, and knowing that you're going to have these thoughts 15, 20 years from now, this is the time. Like if you could go back and tell yourself these things now, we're, we're in that now. We're living that now currently. And if we're not doing those things that we know are going to set us up for success 10, 15, 20 years in the future so that we can be that active grandparent or, or aunt that we want, to, we want to be the fun one. We want to be the one that can be outgoing and doing things instead of the one that's sidelined, whether that's through health issues, obesity, heart disease, whatever the case is, we can, we can avoid a lot of these things if we keep that in mind. So I'm glad well, to hear that you had that perspective. Oh, yeah. Well, and aside from it being so good physically, it's been so good mentally. I mean, when I was swimming during my, because I was a distant swimmer, so I swam God knows how many laps, <laughs> but I'd be in my head uh, doing my schoolwork and studying for tests. And so, you know, and as a runner, like it helps me work through my thoughts. And, you know, we always talk about a therapy run, you know, yeah. you feel so rejuvenated and so mentally clear after that activity and you could be, you know, running or working out with a friend or just other people around you, but you're just, you, again, you get that mental clarity. And so it, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's like, if I injure myself and I can't work out, well, now I don't get that mental clarity that I need to function and feel good every day. Then it's just a downward spiral or a downward spiral. And I've seen that happen to people too. So it's, 
Yep. It gives you the opportunity to do a mental checklist and being able to make sure that you're in line for the day. It starts your day right. You know, you get out there, you get that oxygen-rich blood moving through up to your brain and just opens up your mind for the clarity, like you're saying, and gets you moving so that way you can bullet point what is needing to be done today and get yourself on track and feel like that you're ready to give. Because as a mother, as a runner, as a coach, that's what we do. We give, 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 and you need to be able to give something to yourself and fulfill yourself to fill into someone else. So getting that mental checklist, getting that taken care of first thing, gets your day right off the, the best way you can. Mm-hmm. No, you're absolutely right. They've actually done done studies on on brain mapping, but also um, the the correlation there is between exercise and fitness and intelligence. So they did uh, the study was randomized where they had people do brain stimulating exercises or activities like Sudoku puzzles, crossword puzzles, and other kind of um, brain activities or brain exercises. And then they had people actually do exercise, physical exercises, and they had them do a, a pretest. So before they, they applied the intervention of the, of the brain tests or the actual exercise, they did a pretest so that then they could do a post-test after their intervention. And can you guess which group scored higher on their post-test? The one doing the brain exercises or the one doing actual physical exercises? Physical, always. Physical yeah. exercise group did way better than the brain exercise group. And many folks will think that that's not, how can that be? And, and they've, they've, they've made measurements of the fact that you mentioned it, Sarah, about the blood flow to the brain. Yeah. Because of where the memory areas of our brain exist, we have the blood vessels that actually circle around. It's called the circle of Willis that, that wrap around that area. And because of that, that, that pump and contraction of those blood vessels from the blood filling that area stimulates that area of the brain and, and allows it to function more productively. Um, and, and so physical activity, dementia, um, Alzheimer's, forgetfulness, a lot of these things are, are mitigated. Now, they're not cured. They don't go away, but, but the risks associated with those and the, the advanced degree or the advanced nature of those progressions of disease are actually curbed or, or altered because of regular or consistent exercise or activity. Well, and we definitely see that in our Chicks for Kicks club. I mean, take our current situation during this pandemic and this really weird phase of life that we're all in. There have been so many women that have come to me and Sarah and just been like, I am so thankful for this group. You know, I suffer from depression, anxiety, you know, whatever it is. And without this group, like they would not have that outlet, that ability to, mm-hmm. to see that kind of endorphin and that, you know, the, all the benefits that come from that physical activity. And there have been women that kind of held themselves back because they were doing what they needed to do, felt what was right, social distance. And then they came back like, oh my God, I did not realize how much I need this outlet. Because otherwise, you know, they, they might not run on their own, or if they do, it might not be the same. And so, you know, we create that community, we create that opportunity for people to get out and get active. And there's so many other benefits to it on the mental level. It's amazing. Right. That's what we did every morning as we've been homeschooling. I've been homeschooling three of my children. And every morning before we start school, we had our repetitions. We'd go outside. We'd go ride the bikes around the circle. I'm sure you've seen us out there, Nick. (laughs) Mm -hmm. We would just go and go and go and get that, you know, blood pumping and get moving and get our bodies ready. And that helped got the kids ready and gets the wiggles out so they can sit and they can focus and they become more productive. And most everybody I've talked to in this pandemic have found that 
their opportunity they're taking the opportunity to get out and be active in the mornings before they have to go to work as opposed to having to drive an hour to work. They're using, they're replacing that time. And now they're actually seeing a lot more productivity amongst people who are able to work from home with that regard too. But yeah, when it comes to our chicks with kicks group, being able to um, stay in a group of like-minded women who um, can really get together and they improve on so many different aspects of their life. It's not just working through the mental part of it, but it's also that physical part of it of seeing that you can do hard things. Mm -hmm. We can all do hard things. And that if our bodies and our minds are in sync with allowing us to get there, you build this confidence over time that helps you to help others. Um, there's so many benefits that come from it, not just, uh, you know, like you were talking about, um, with the Willis and the brain and how the blood pumping and the oxygen, but maternal benefits, whether you're pregnant, postnatal, prenatal, um, it improve and improves so many different aspects of the physicalities there, not just for the moms, but also the babies as they're uh, gestationally growing, um, helps increase uh, their neurobehavioral maturation. Once the baby is born, there's actually studies that are shown that babies who come from moms who are exercising health and being healthy and staying fit during pregnancy, there's actually, they're reaching milestones um, quickly, a little bit more advanced than the average. So there's so many different benefits that come from running and come from a community of runners and understanding the different things. I just think it's been quite an amazing journey and I'm so excited to see how all the girls that we have in our group, where they've been, where they're coming from, where they're going. And I like being able to share mine with everybody. I think it's been a really interesting ride and I'm so excited to keep moving with it and keep everybody else moving with it. Yeah. I think that that's great. You, and you brought up one of the biggest contributing factors or, or health benefits of exercise and that being uh, depression. And, and, yeah. you know, we have, our nervous system is so complex but we have two components to it. One's that autonomic nervous system. It's that fight or flight response. It's originally designed to, to, for survival, you know, for us to avoid threats um, and so that we can manage that stress. Nowadays, our stress is, is external and it's not the, the physical threat of, of, of death, but it's that threat of, of deadlines, of you know, meeting bills, being able to work without the outlet to like exercise or fitness to then to burn off that stress to, to to exercise through that moment where that the the body gears up our pupils dilate our blood flow and blood pressure increases or intensifies and without that outlet to exercise that out it actually internalizes and then that that's where the complications of stress manifest where we have you know heart disease happens because then our our arteries constrict they fill with plaque we have ulcers that will form. We have, you know, poor moods, whether that's depression or irritability. You know, all these things compound and 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 then congest our clarity, you know, our, our mind. So then we can't think very clearly, and we make poor decisions. All these things happen over time as we're not able to exercise that nervous system the way that it's designed to do so. Right. So I'm glad you brought that up. Good. Now I know we've talked a little bit about it, but tell us more about why women in particular and and prenatal, during pregnancy, and postnatal exercise and fitness. I know you've, you've talked about it a little bit, but both of you seem very passionate about it. Why is that? What benefits have you seen, and, and why do you continue to, to work in that space? Um, for me, it's first I do want to start with, for a lady who's interested in getting into running, especially if she's new to it um, and she's pregnant, she does need to seek 
out um, with her healthcare and, and decide what is going to be the best kind of regimen for her. It's not advised to start a strenuous uh, regimen when you are pregnant, but if you have one prior to it, you can continue with it. I've completed half marathons pregnant. Um, I've known many women who have, uh, but it's one of those things that I was prepared for that prior to pregnancy as well. Um, so I just want to make sure I start by saying that continue your regimen through pregnancy. And if you aren't active and you become pregnant and you decide you want to be active, talk with your health care provider first before entering into any new activities. Um, there's so many benefits for the women. And I just feel like women in general, people in general are um, very cohesive and we feed off of each other's energies and pulling a group of women together, especially when they're going through such um, massive changes mentally, physically, emotionally, everything that's going on with them. Um, and to be able to be with another person who understands that and gets that uh, creates a bond that helps them to be able to improve on themselves and feel comfortable in a space to be open and honest with themselves. But being able to also fill that desire and that need of um, being with friends, but also getting that physical time in. It's like Going instead of going out to a movie with a girlfriend, why not go with a, go on a run with her? And then you got more talking time, you have more fun with it, and then you're getting all these other benefits that go with it too. Um, so not just community, but you have the you have so many different positive sides that go to it. That's why for me, entering motherhood, totally unaware of what I was doing as a mom when I you know eight years ago when I embarked on the journey, having other women around that, hey, we can talk while we run, and I'm learning all about being a mom. This is great. These are great. This is great information. I knew none of this before. So being able to share that now that I'm the woman on the other side, I've had three children and been through a lot of that, seen a lot of my other friends go through a lot of that, um, and sharing that. Because when you run, you can talk. When you exercise, you can talk. You know, it's, it's being able to share a lot of what's happening. And just a woman in general, you know, they really need the the drive to know that they can do it and that it's okay to do it because women always want to take care of everybody else first, but we really need to take care of ourselves first and really need to make sure that our physical needs are met just as well as our mo emotional and our mental and our you know, social. That's all very important. <laughs> right. No, you're right. And they talk about that too on an airplane when they say when the oxygen masks come down, make sure you apply yours first before yeah. you hand it over to the next person because it isn't, you can't help others when, when you're the one suffering. Right. right. Yeah. I mean, to kind of, yeah, piggyback off of what Sarah said, you know, I mean, being fit and active in some way while you're pregnant, it just helps you have a healthier pregnancy. You know, you're, you're more apt to have a nice healthy weight gain, you know, not going, you know, too over to, I mean, you know, I, there's so many different variations, you know, but, um, you know, being able to have that healthier weight in turn makes you, you know, giving the right stuff that you need to have a nice, healthy baby, a strong baby. Um, you know, I joined fit for mom when I was 15 weeks pregnant with my daughter. And I mean, I was having lower back issues and I was, you know, my hips were already trying to start to spread and hurt, but being active, just getting my body moving, doing a little bit of the resistance band training really helped to eliminate that pain or help me just help my body understand the changes that were happening around me. And then of course, during the prenatal part of it, I learned so much by having, you know, the, the abdominal separation and it led to other injuries, but 
you know, you, you learn the right exercises to engage your core and make sure that when the core is engaged, your hips are going to be in the right of alignment and on down the line. But I wouldn't have learned this if I weren't an active person and wanting to understand what was going on with my body, you know, and yeah, exactly. And why? Um, so, I mean, outside of having that female to female engagement, it was understanding how your body works, mm-hmm. you know, cause and a healthy mama leads to a healthy kiddo and you know, the, the circle goes round and round. So, right. um, you know, very, very good to just, you know, and, and you don't have to do much. I mean, get out and walk. I mean, there's a, Old doctors in the back in the day used to say you can't get your heart rate over 140. But again, I mean, you listen to your healthcare provider and, you know, you do what you feel is best for you. But even just going for a walk can make a huge difference on the prenatal and postnatal body. Yep. It's, you think about um, pregnancy as a marathon. We can relate it to running, all the things that about pregnancy. It's a marathon. It takes a long time to get through pregnancy. And so, you're running this marathon and you're getting ready to get to that finish line, that labor and delivery, but you need to be strong to get to that finish line. So being active with fit for mom, being with our stroller strides, being in our chicks with clicks run club, those are helping prepare you to get to your finish line, to meet your goals and get that gorgeous baby in your hands, but healthy and, and feeling comfortable that you are going to recover quickly and that you'll be able to take care of your baby and manage your um, postpartum and you'll be able to move forward and be able to have fun with your baby and get on the ground when it's tummy time and be able to play when it's, um, you know, time to get outside and kick a soccer ball. Uh, definitely a marathon, always a marathon when it comes to kids and motherhood. And so running in motherhood, totally parallel. <laughs> definitely. I, I can agree with you on that front for sure. Uh, just from my perspective, but tell us a little bit about some of the, um, way COVID-19 has affected you guys or changed your routine. I know you mentioned it a little bit earlier about how you're seeing more people be, be active, but you've also seen so many people come and report how thankful they were to have the community that you guys created and the routine that had already been established. Tell us a little bit, a little bit about how it's affected you guys. Um, for me, it's just staying active. I am, you guys all know, I'm a very social person. So for me, staying active and being social got me through it. It started the day right. So that way I could get my kids up, take them out on the bikes and be able to start school because COVID-19 homeschooling has been quite interesting. It's definitely been a marathon in its own trying to do that and accomplish that. And we're almost to the finish line. Last day of school is officially Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so the whole thing with COVID-19 is a lot of people were going into seclusion and it's like, we do need to socially distance, but we did, um, both Stephanie and I did a lot of research on how can we run safely? How can we run together safely? What can we do to make sure that we're providing a environment of training amongst a group safely? But we also gave opportunity because we have a private Facebook group for our chicks with gigs where we created homework and goals and challenges where if they didn't want to be out socially and wanted to keep their distance from a larger group of people that they could do it at home. And then they could report back on our Facebook group with pictures, talk about their experience. I had a lot of them um, post videos of when they're actually running or like anything that came up when they were running and always being there to empower and encourage them to let them know they're doing the right thing. And you have to listen to, your body you have to listen to um, what we're being told by our health officials and how to keep ourselves safe and distant and we've been really really aware of making sure 
that everybody feels comfortable and we're constantly checking in with our people and checking in with each other. Stephanie and I check in with each other constantly too on all of it because <laughs> it's a lot of stuff to carry. It's a lot of things mm -hmm. to carry. So sharing in the coaching, sharing in uh, the friendship and the community and sharing in our running has just been huge. So without Stephanie, I could never do it. <laughs> and my <laughs> <you>, Stephanie. <laughs> I mean, I know for me, it's been really interesting because with the gyms closing down, um, you know, you, you lose that opportunity to use certain equipment mm -hmm. and you, you know, and the, the biggest thing I've found for my cross training is having certain agility and certain footwork movements. Hi, kiddo. Um, <laughs> to, to properly strengthen my body. And though they were doing, see, there she is. Hello. <laughs> though I was still working out at home, you know, they offered Zoom classes and they offered YouTube links and stuff like that. Working out at home is completely different than working out at that gym. And, you know, I mean, I wanted to play it safe and thankfully now they're reopened, but, um, you know, it just feels really good to be <laughs> back in the uh, back in the gym again, but I had to be careful because I started getting some knee pain again. And, you know, I had to realign my hips and it was just, again, working out at home, using a little something different to jump over than a penalty box. And I, I just tweaked something and did something weird. And, you know, uh, it is what it is, but at least, you know, uh, again, you know, it's learning your body and repairing it properly and then slowly building up and feeling better and getting back on the road again safely. Right. I think it's important to remember because it, as routines change, especially now that gyms are opening and, and if you had done some things during COVID-19 to stay active, great. A lot of, a lot of folks didn't. And so gyms opened and they're excited to get back in and they, they go back in thinking they're going to pick up right where they left off two months ago. And mm -hmm. there's a, a big risk with starting to pick up heavy weight or even, even moderate weight that was easy before, but right. I had a guy next to me on the careful. squat rack that actually that he said that this morning he was on the squat rack and he's like, Oh, I think I went a little aggressive on the weights uh, coming back after COVID. I'm like, yep, we're all there with you, buddy. <laughs> yes. Very real. And that, that's always the biggest thing. I mean, you see that at the beginning of every year, you know, everyone's like, Oh, you know, my new year's resolution. January and February. Oh. Exactly. So yeah, they, they go out, they go out hard and then they, they injure themselves. They, you know, they either have now shin splints or, you know, or, you know, I mean, their, their muscles, you know, aren't recovering properly and they just, they went out too fast. Too hard, too fast. Hard. Exactly. Right. And that's why, yeah, then all of a sudden the gym membership decline in February because everyone, you know, kind of uh, poops out there. So again, it's reminding yourself, take that slow and steady, like Sarah said, you know, uh, Recovery is and just running. Yeah, running in life is, is a parallel line. And, you know, you can't start a race off so fast because, you know, in a half marathon and a marathon, you've got a long way to go before you Don't see that finish out. line. Yep. So you find your pace. Yep. And we always say, and everyone in our club knows this at Chicks with Kicks, every single person know, and I say it all the time, recovery is just as important as your training programs. And we do design all the training programs for them. But the recovery portion is so important. And a lot of girls will skip over that because they're like, oh, I'm just going to go out for a three to five miler because my friend needs it on her training schedule. No, overtraining is not a good idea. Do not overtrain yeah. your body. Stay within your training. <laughs> right. <laughs> Increase, you know, 
at most maybe 10 to 20% increase per week if you're working up in mileage. But we don't do major jumps like that. You need to keep it in realm and right. just always know that recovery is just as important. If that means your recovery day is one day or whether that means it needs a week or after your full marathon, you need two weeks and a whole lot of, you know, um, ice and ice baths and hot baths and you need a whole lot of, you know, con contrasting going on and PT work, then that's what you do but you get yourself back on track. And the only way you can do that is by guidance from um, either experience, a coach or a healthcare provider like yourself. Right. One thing that we talk a lot about is the fact that um, I, I do CrossFit and mm -hmm. CrossFit's been, been labeled as something that gives a lot of people injuries. And I'm, and I, my argument to that is everything is going to give injuries. 80% of runners are going to get injuries. When oh, we people want to talk about a population of people that get injured, Runners are the ones, and it's because they so often will, will go out and, and overtrain, overdo it. Now, injuries look different. CrossFit injuries are very different than running injuries, uh, but injuries are, are injuries and take you away from what's going on. Anyway. And so one thing that I've really respected what you guys do so effectively or rather so um, intentionally is how much cross-training you build into some of your workouts and your training. You do a lot of strengthening programs, a lot of – uh, even resistance training for that reason. You kind of mentioned the need to be strong at the end of a marathon. Tell us a little bit more about what your guys' philosophy is and how you program whether a running routine with some, some cross training or, or how you guys incorporate that, that intention or that goal. Absolutely. So we create a running program per a person's goals. So let's say I have um, a female uh, runner come to me and ask me that, you know, I have this goal. This is my previous PR that I had at um, a full marathon. And this is where I want to get to the full marathon. You can't just run to get there. You have to be able to cross train. You also have to be able to strength train because you will run your body right into a ground. Like you said, there is a whole lot of runners that experience a lot of ailments and it's because you're running into the ground instead of running up the hill. So there's um, the training programs that we'll design per the person is based on um, three to four days, sometimes five of running and then three days of strength training um, and or cross training. And you can also marry those together. So sometimes you could do like a short run of three miles but then go hit the gym for about a half an hour and train um, a full body or just upper body because you already ran, so you did your lower body. Making sure that there's a balance in um, how they're training their body because like hip stabilization is huge for runners. If your hips are uneven or once tilted forward, once tilted back, especially as a female runner postpartum, that's your powerhouse is your hips. So if those are um, affected in any way, postpartum, prenatal, any of these kinds of things, um, you have to make sure that those are aligned properly so that you can maintain a good running form. Because if your hips are like this, you're one leg longer than the other, you're going to end up heel striking, hurting knee, doing this or that. So it's understanding who the person is, their previous injuries, if they've had any, where they're at in their life stages. Did they just have a baby? Are they pregnant? Are they about to have a baby? Are they planning for a baby? Um, and then also understanding uh, where they're at strength-wise. What's their, um, how, you know, how many reps can we do of, you know, bicep curls before you're, you know, tired out? But it's not just that. It's all the different kinds of exercises. So making sure that there's a nice, well-rounded um, training program that's designed for them. And a lot of times we tell them, you know, you cross-training, you can hire a, uh, a person who's at CrossFit to help you. You can go to CrossFit classes. Your cross-training can be 
swimming. It can be biking. Um, but you've got to get in there and you got to lift some weights because the weights, you've got to build muscle. Running burns muscle. It makes it disappear. <laughs> so you've got to replenish that muscle and get in there and really actually lift some weights, do some resistance training. You've got to do something to build the muscle. So that way, when you're running and you burn the muscle, you have something to burn because otherwise you're going to burn out of energy. Um, and you also have to make sure that you're hydrating properly, that your nutrition's on track. Um, we have a few friends that are nutritionists, uh, one of them being over at your CrossFit gym, uh, Dead Red. They're awesome with their nutrition. Body Back um, with Kelly Nielsen. She does nutrition. And then uh, Krista Moreland, she does macroing. So, and Stephanie does macros too on the side. Hey. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's making sure you're just dialing in on that training program. And um, if it's something that's outside of our, uh, you know, our, pay grade or whatever you want to call it, then we know who to refer to. We know where to send them. If I got a girl coming at me and she's telling me she's got metatarsals that are starting to go numb like three miles in, but she's trying to train for a full and she's got 26.2 to go. First thing I do is we start talking about her running form. I can send her to tortoise and hare and they can do a gait analysis with them too. talk about her shoes, adjust her shoes with um, inserts as necessary or get her in a, a shoe that's more fitting for her and her body and how she's striking on the ground. Or if it's something even uh, more medically required, then I can send her over to a PT, which I've sent a couple of your way uh, because there, there's going to be things that I'm not a physical therapist. I know all about running. I love running, but I'm not a PT. So if you got metatarsal pain, I'll give you some ideas and then you need to go talk to your doctor or the next person on the next scale but so we were so connected in our community we know enough to get you into your training program and get you here but if you need to get up here and you need extra help we have all the connections to be able to send you in the right path and tell you where where is a good place to start excellent and again you know i i always personally recommend you know finding the, the cross training that you really enjoy doing. I mean, there have been half marathons that I trained for and I was doing a, a mix of weights and bar and I really liked it, but it wasn't quite the strength training that I needed, but somebody else like needs to have bar and Pilates to, to work with their body and their system to strengthen them and keep them on the road and running. So again, it, it's, it's all an individual case by case basis, but Figure out what works for you so that when you get into a training program, you're already like, okay, so I'm going to run, you know, um, you know, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday, and I'm going to cross train Tuesday and Thursday, you know, but you know, you're comfortable with that cross training, your body responds well to that cross training, which is going to prevent your injuries throughout your training and and we and adjust as necessary as you're going through your training, yeah. you adjust it as necessary because you never know what's going to happen in the middle of training. Somebody could all of a sudden become pregnant. Well, that's going to change training. You might have a knee injury. That's going to change your training. That's going to change your recovery. But like we had a girl who um, broke her ankle three, three weeks before her half marathon. Oh, I'm sorry. No, she healed from a broken ankle three weeks half before her half marathon. We still got her up and running to get that half marathon done. It wasn't her PR and she did it healthy. Her ankle's still good. She's three years later. She's also married to a um, PT. So <laughs> she's better. So she's a, uh, she had her own like at home person doing all the things for her. <laughs> nice, her yeah. track, taping her up and she had, oh my gosh, the amount of KT tape on that girl's body was crazy that day. <laughs> yep. But she did it. <laughs> yeah. She did it. But we stay flexible and we make sure that whenever some whenever there's a bump in the road in the training programs that we can help design for everybody and that we design even for ourselves, 
we just know in that bump in the road, there's going to be a way that we can get around it. And it's honestly usually using our community, using the people we know that have um, education in the areas that we might need help in or go from there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Well, I know both of you, this is one thing that we talk a lot about uh, in here, and that's developing a habit of developing a routine for fitness. Both of you are busy. Both of you are moms, have kids, have you know, businesses or side things going on. How do you fit fitness? How do you fit this healthy lifestyle in? How do you, how do you get it all done? Hey, love early in the morning. Do what you love, yeah. right? <laughs> early in the morning and do it. Early. Anybody you get up first thing. <laughs> do it while they're all still asleep. Get out the door. But, you know, the old saying is, love what you do, do what you love, and you'll never work a day in your life. So if you find your fitness, whether it like yours is CrossFit, you love that. So you get up in the morning and you're excited to do it. You need to find the excitement in it. And sometimes that excitement comes after you've created a group that you can do it with. Sometimes you're happy. Like sometimes I wake up and I'm like, awesome. I get to go see Stephanie and I get to run. I'm more excited about seeing Stephanie than I am running. (laughs) Other days I'm like, all right, great. I get to go out running. And sometimes it's by myself and I'm just happy to get fresh air and breathe the beautiful surroundings of this gorgeous desert we live in and this great weather that we're having because it's 86 degrees outside right now and gorgeous. And we're so lucky to be out there and just having that. So whether you just got to find what you love and get out there and do it. And that'll always keep you moving. And that'll always maintain a priority. You're going to put priority into things that you love and that are important to you. Well, and at the same time, um, you know, we all have 24 hours in a day. You know, it's not that Sarah has more hours to do stuff than I do. No, we, we all have the same hours and, you know, it's, it's finding your priority. You know, if you want to be fit and you want to be healthy and you want to make some changes, Mm -hmm. then, you know, it's, it's kind of like quitting a habit. You know, if you're going to quit a bad habit, change a couple things, not just one thing. And, you know, I, when I was trying to get back into some fitness, uh, you know, in a previous life (laughs) after college, uh, you know, I purposely joined a gym that was on my way home from work and I made sure I went home every day. And if there was one day I was like, I don't feel like getting, I don't feel like going to the gym while I'm driving by the gym. Now I'm feeling guilty because I'm driving right by it when I could stop in even just for 20, 30 minutes, get Mm -hmm. some kind of workout in, you know, I'm paying for it. It just, it made sense, you know, and, so that's what I did. And then eventually you realize like, okay, like I can fit this in, you know, if you, you have, you start out with a schedule and it only takes two weeks to create a new habit or 30 days to really solidify that new habit. So if you start slow and steady and you realize, oh, if it's only going to be 45 minutes or an hour, we all have 45 minutes or an hour. You know, we really do. You, you just, you, you know that you have the time, you find it. You fit it in, give it some time to really get into your schedule, and then you realize, okay, yep. this, is, this is my life now. And paramount. It's paramount to it. The yeah. scheduling And also, like, have a friend, because I know yeah. there's some friends. I don't want to wake up and run, but you know what I've got? I, I already told my running buddy I was going to show up, so by golly, I am going to show up. Yeah, I don't there. want to be that person. You know? Nope. Yep. Yes, it, it does make a big difference having that sense of community. That's one thing that I've looked forward to now that gyms are open and back into CrossFit. While I love working out at home and having the flexibility of doing what, you know, whatever, whenever, mm-hmm. uh, I also felt lost often in, in the difficulty of, you know, what workout am I going to do? What programming am I going to do? I just did this yesterday, 
you know, all the interruptions, all the other things that make it harder now, it's a higher cost for me to do. But in a setting where I have accountability with friends or in the presence of a coach that's making these workouts for me, it really lowers a barrier for me to go out and do it. And you know, even for myself, a husband and father of four boys have a, have a business that we work in. And you know, how, where do you find the time? It's like you guys mentioned, getting up early before, before the day gets going, before all the requirements of the things that you have to get done that day, you put it as a priority and get it done quickly with friends, with coaches, with help so that it, it makes it really easy. And then it's just, it's, it's automatic. It happens almost for you. Yeah. Well, and you know, if you, if you have a hard time looking, you know, cause you can get so tunnel vision and you're not seeing the, the tree, you know, the forest through the trees, uh, you know, that's what coaches are here for. And that's what specialists are here for is, okay, if this is your goal, here's what we need to do to get you there. I mean, my husband trained for a 50 mile trail race that he did at the beginning of December. And he trained an entire year for this race. And he was working with a running coach and he had this schedule, like I need you running these days and these days are going to be these runs. So his coach helped him, helped him create his new habit. You know, granted, he's not running that kind of distance anymore, but he's still keeping up with those days that he would normally run uh, per that schedule. You know, and, and the other important thing that we do tell our women in our run club is you can't compare yourself to anybody else. Embrace your pace. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Like you, you, am, or, you know, Sarah is a different beast than I am, you know, and what works for her doesn't always work for me, but uh, you know, I'm, you, you have to find your own rhythm and there've been issues and we've talked to women about this, like, Oh, well, so-and-so can run, you know, three consecutive days and be fine. And I run two days and now I've got pain or problems. Like you cannot look at that other person. Just because they can do it doesn't necessarily mean your body is is built for that. I mean, you can build up to that if that's what you want, but you can't just run out of the gates and start doing that. Right. Unintended. <laughs> right. No, that's a good point. And I think the the lesson that I'm learning most is how much, how important guidance is, how important it is to be clear with identifying where you are currently. Like Sarah kind of mentioned, kind of understanding what their prior history is regarding fitness, regarding activity where their background is, and then speaking to what their goal is. What, what purpose are they wanting to achieve? What race, what distance, what pace, you know, getting to know these parameters. And, and then it's just a matter of, okay, now I know what route to produce for you so that, you can, so that we can arrive at that, at that destination, you know, that, that goal. Hugely important. And, and I think now with, with technology, it's, it's easier than ever to, to get help, you know, to get in front of someone or coaches or, or get some kind of fitness program that lowers the barrier for you to stay active and, and, um, and be able to do it on, on routine or regularly, whether that is at home. I mean, there's, there's so many YouTube videos. There's so many things available to you. Yeah, they're general. They're nonspecific, and they can be kind of outside of, of producing any kind of outcome or goal. But it is that first hurdle to overcome, and that's just get the habit going, get the activity going. And then you can identify what is your next goal? What, what does it look like? It, it, do you want to get into running more? Do you want to get into lifting? Whatever it is, it then becomes a lot more fun. And then the intention reveals itself. Yeah, exactly. it becomes hobby. Yeah. It becomes a passion. Once you find what you love, it's your passion. Your passion will drive you or run you. <laughs> well, that's, that's one thing I've noticed for me. It's like now I, the, the, the thought of not being active, the thought of, of, Anytime I miss a day of training is 
it's off. Like everything is wrong. And, it, and I, I'm not thinking right. I don't feel ready. There's just so many things now where I'm, I'm addicted to that, that presence or that situation, that activity or fitness yeah. produces for me that it's, it's impossible to go back. Now, at the same time, I, I recognize that the daunting task it appears to be to, to create that habit. I, I'm on a, fully aware of, of the level of commitment that is necessary and and the amount of physical discomfort that exists in in going through those periods of physical adaptation where our body is now changing to these new demands that we're placing on it i'm fully aware that those things are real but at the same time always worth it always pays off huge dividends in the long short term and long run mm-hmm you can yeah, get there. It always, we can help you get there. <laughs> yeah. it's, you know, it's, um, it reminds me of my favorite quote, and it actually came from an old episode of Scrubs. But it was, uh, nothing worth having comes easy. No. You know, you, you can't stare at the training schedule and then magically, you know, run a PR. You can't look at a, this diet and health book and magically be whatever figure you, you want in your mind. You have to put the work in and you have to Mm -hmm. focus and determine, you know, and that, that goes with anything. It goes with addiction. It goes with, uh, yeah, you know, motherhood, fatherhood, homeschooling. (laughs) Well, once you put the work in, it becomes fun. You gotta, but you gotta want to put the work in and it's like a big circle. You put the work in, it becomes fun because you're finally getting good at it and it makes you happy. Well, then the fun turns into your work (laughs) and then it all just kind of comes full circle because it's, it's more amazing when you can make a passion out of something that keeps you healthy and helps set a good example for your family, your friends, um, and to be able to guide them along those things. You know, we're at a point now too, where like with you, your kids going into high school and getting into competitive sports, our kids coming up into competitive sports, like we are aware of their bodies and what their bodies need to be able to perform at their highest abilities. And I think that us being able to be coaches and help provide that for our children helps the next generation that's coming along too and help to impact. So it's, it's constantly revolving in a circle. You need to find your passion with it. You need to connect with it. And then that connection is going to grow and foster many connections after that. Definitely. Well, great. We have a few minutes left and I know you guys have mentioned it already, but what's the best way to reach out or be get in touch with you guys? Tell us a little bit about fit for mom and, and what it is that you guys do or offer. Awesome. So Chicks with Cakes Run Club, you can find us on um, Facebook. We have a public group that we post our um, meetings at that we do. Once you join in on the club, then we actually have a private Facebook where we have goals and challenges and help um, really get to know our members. And uh, Fit for Mom, same thing. Fit for Mom uh, is global and um, each area has like a zip code related area. So you can go on to fitformom.com, type in your zip code and boom, there comes up all the classes that are in your local area. And I mean, it is global. So anywhere you want to be, find it at. Um, really for us, best way to get us is Facebook, Instagram. You can find us at uh, uh, Chicks with Kicks Run Club on Instagram. And just get out there and get running. And you'll probably see a group of women running in Peoria. That would be us. Come by and say hi. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we're we're all over the all all over the West Valley, you know, within the Peoria and Surprise zip codes. So, yep, you'll see us. But yeah, Facebook, you can find me on Facebook, Stephanie, uh, actually Stephanie Goffbeck, and then Instagram, I'm there too. Yep. Awesome. Well, great. Thank you again for the time that you guys share with us and learning all about the benefits for health and fitness, why to continue, how to get started, best ways to create new habits or goals. 
really appreciate your time here and look forward to future interactions. Thanks so much for the opportunity. Great. Thanks, Nick. All right, you guys, that was excellent. Thank you. I've we've just disconnected from Facebook. So, uh, yeah, well done. Take the chains off now. <laughs> yeah, good. Hey, I really appreciate you guys. Thanks for coming on. Uh, really helpful. Stephanie, great to meet you again. Yeah, uh, Sarah, always appreciate too. it. We had uh, Tortoise and the Hare on last week. They were great. Rebecca and Nathan, it was great They're to get awesome. a hold of them. Yep. Yeah. Stephanie is really good friends with them. Her husband, Jeff, Stephanie's husband, Jeff, actually runs with Nathan. They train a lot together. Oh, really? Yep. They're yep. running together tomorrow morning. Yep. <laughs> good That's people. Awesome. Yeah. That's yeah. great. Well, cool. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Thank you. On, Stephanie. All Yay. right. Thanks. Have a great Thanks, rest of your day. Oh, hey, how do we find this? So that way we can throw it on our um, Instagram page and all that. It'll be on Preferred PT's Facebook page. It's on okay. your Facebook page. Yeah, Preferred Physical Therapy. Preferred PT. PT. Is it AZ, like Preferred PTAZ or anything? That's our website. Um, okay. You can find us there, too. If you, if you Facebook Preferred Physical Therapy, you'll see it, or, or even, even me, yeah. Okay, cool. We'll awesome. go for it. Thanks, right. Nick. This was fun. It was. Great. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you again, you guys. We'll see you. Bye, guys. Right. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy Lifestyles Podcast. If you want more help, check out our website at preferredptaz.com, where you will find our free reports on low back pain, hip, knee, foot and ankle, shoulder, and neck pain. Or you can find them by clicking the link in the show notes. Have a great day. Preferred Physical Therapy and the guests on this show does not recommend, endorse, or make any representation about the efficacy, appropriateness, or suitability of any specific tests, products, procedures, treatments, services, opinions, healthcare providers, or other information that may be contained on or available through this content. Preferred Physical Therapy and the guests on the show are not responsible nor liable for any advice, course of treatment, diagnosis, or any other information, services, or products that you obtained through this audio recording. For specific information regarding your case, please consult a licensed professional in your area. Thank you for joining us today.